Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. I am bringing you a Facebook Live today. I haven't done many Facebook Lives lately. Just been lots of stuff on my calendar, and so I was happy to go back and do that and connect again. It's as close as we can get to some real time. So if you don't follow us on Facebook, be sure to do that and make sure you set your notifications to know when we go live. Uh, We also do Insta Story Lives as well. Um, But uh, talking to you today about increasing your faith, if you listened to Monday's Revving the Word and Be Still and Be Loved, so the previous two episodes that were released this week, uh, just talking about faith and gratitude. And you guys, every time I record Revving the Word, there's so much content that I leave on the cutting room floor. Um, I just, whether it's because I can't breathe, (laughs) because I'm, you know, moving with you, I just, there's so many thoughts I don't get to that I'm going to kind of make it a habit to come back and do these Facebook Lives that teach maybe what I've taught in the Revving the Words, but more on a... um, discussion, you know, teaching level where I can actually get through these these key points and thoughts about increasing our faith today, for example. So looking forward to doing that, reminding you that our rest and rebuild retreat is open for signups. Our workshop presenters have all been chosen. You can now go. So swipe up on our show notes. You can see the actual schedule of events for each day. So get an understanding more of what are we going to be doing? Um, what are my options? What choices? What, what is this whole thing about? Now you're going to see the people, the presenters, their their passions and their um, ideas of, of wholeness and living in Christ, bringing that to you to come alongside you. So check out and see this Rest and Rebuild Retreat is for anyone who wants to renew themselves in heart, soul, mind, and strength and get on with this good call of following after Christ, resting and working. There is two-handed learning that flow. We're gonna get unstuck together, what do you say? So go check that out. Um, It's filling up, Resting Rebuild is filling up and I'd hate for you to miss it, it is limited where you only have 100 spots available for that on June 9th through the 13th. And finally, be sure you're following us some way because the Warrior Challenge is coming. And I'm going to be inviting you to do it with me every day. A warrior challenge. We can work out together on Monday through Saturday on the week of April 1st, April Fool's Day. Don't be a fool. Be a warrior. Come on. Come join me. These are going to be workouts that they're going to be challenging. But hey, why not? Let's give it a try together for six days. um, Challenging ourselves. Leaning into Um, moving our body a little bit differently and we can do it live together so if you join the warrior challenge which will open on april 1st you'll be ready to go live with me that monday in a 9 30 a.m eastern standard uh, live stream class and if not just still do the challenge and you can do the workouts in your own time the daily devotionals we're calling them work-ins they're not devotionals because that requires like to us a little It's a little too Pinteresty. These are work-ins. We are all about, this is a challenge to strengthen your body and free your soul. What do you say? All right, so you are now aware. Be ready for that. And I look forward to hearing you share about this show. Be sure to let someone know about this podcast, what you think. Uh, Tweet me, Instagram me, follow us and let us know. You guys have a great day. Peace. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. I want to talk about increasing your faith. 
if we, if we even knew how powerful this was, I'm just in this season. I feel like the Lord's just holding me there to say, please don't move off of this. Elisa, I have given you the gift of faith. All of you who have put faith in Christ have the gift. It's a matter of have you fostered it? Have you fed it? Have you renewed your mind? Are you aware of it in your mind of how powerful faith is? And today I'm going to actually talk science with you. I'm going to go there. It's going to blow your mind a little bit of proving faith. If you saw my Instagram live on Monday, a little bit of this I'm reteaching, but there's also some new things I want to teach to you today. Again, our podcast, Revelation Wellness, you can follow us. The Monday podcast is a revving the word and it's called A Super Glue Faith. I'd encourage you to go listen to that. Follow, subscribe, leave a review for the podcast, help other people find it. But the most recent episode, I also released a Be Still and Be Loved on gratitude. Because faith and gratitude are a two-part. If you have a life of faith, you must have a life of gratitude. Do you hear me? You, you have to have a life of gratitude. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that practice of gratitude. Um, we're doing it because it's a biblical mandate of gratitude. Psalm 126 says, The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things. We're saying, thank you, God. You are a great God. You've done great things for us. And we're filled with joy, and joy is a wellness of being. Joy, if we can get our minds in touch with, this thing is not happening to me, it's happening for me. There is an outcome that is far better than what I can see in this moment of pain or hurt or discomfort. There will be something good that comes of this. When we speak that out, our words become matter. They make, we're aligning even. We're told that in Deuteronomy, your words, you speak life or you speak death. Whatever you sow, you will get back. If you are a person who speaks dread and fear and critical thinking, you will reap more dread, more fear, more critical thinking. So here's the thing. You've done it. I've done it. So that's why we have to go deeper to go, why am I so dreadful? What am I afraid of? What thing inside of me is keeping me out of faith and living in unbelief? What's keeping me saying one thing with my mouth, but my heart is not even there? Can I get an amen? I just think this is the healing of the church. We say one thing with our mouth. We profess that Christ is king. We profess to be people of love that is patient and kind. We profess to be non-judgmental. And then we actually find ourselves critical, hurting, unbelieving, um, hiding, fearing, shaming, and doing all these things. And we're like, ah, oh, okay, don't, fret, don't panic. That's our territory. This is Revelation Wellness. We go, come on in. Let's hang out. Let's go for a walk. Let's, it's called foot up therapy. Because sometimes to just sit and talk about my problems or to have another lecture talked at me, they have value. But at some point, I've got to get out of me. I have to process, I have to move, and I have to renew my cellular being all the way out to my skin. So we can do this together. And that's what we're going to do. So I want to increase your faith today. Let's talk about it. Yes. Amen. Hi, Julia. Hi, Gwen. Michelle. Cool. Um, you would be awesome right now if you want to share this. You can share this broadcast. Just hit share. Tag somebody. And let's get some faith on the earth. Amen. Let's increase some faith on the earth. Okay. So the first thing we need to ask ourselves is, yes, we say we have faith, but let's acknowledge where we're at. Let's not pretend. I don't got time for pretend. Let's just 
let's get real really fast. We say we're people of faith. I want to have faith. That just sounds like a better life. I want to believe the best. I want to have love and all those things. But if we drop that pin, we would say we have a lot of unbelief and unsatisfaction, right? The opposite of faith is unbelief. I don't believe. Faith believes. It, it's certain that something's going to come. Something's going to happen. That's why children have really good faith. They're so trustworthy. That's why Jesus says, don't mess with them. <laughs> it's better to have a millstone tied around your neck than to mess with a kid because a kid, a child is so close to the kingdom because you don't have to, you tell them something and they believe it. So everyone, get young. Don't grow up, get young. Get young, get back what the world has stolen. So unbelief comes because our faith gets dashed. We get critical, we get hurt. We have to self-protect because we still have this body of the flesh that tries to tell us messages of self-protection, independence, run away, don't go through hard things, look for comfort, look for ease. That's what faith or our unbelief will, will tear at that and our faith gets torn down, torn down. So we have unbelief. Can I ask you? Can we get a confession moment on Facebook? Let's all confess. An area in your life right now where you are tempted to not have faith, would you put it in the chat? Would you be so bold? And while you do that, I will tell you my areas with my children. How about that? How about I just covered the entire gospel story of the Lord? <laughs> right? Like he could be really worried about us, but he's not. Because the kingdom's not in trouble and neither am I. The kingdom's not in trouble. Now, I'm a mere mortal. God is God. He's father. He's mother. He's spirit. So he is not anxious about me. He knows my beginning to my end. I don't know the beginning to my end with my children. Yeah, so Carrie said my kids. Um, I can't see the name. Uh, Deb said her physical health. Uh, finances. Sarah, yes. These are good. Thank you. Um, family, finances, finances, family. Wow. Unbelief that I am seen. Mm, come on. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Keep them going. Confession time. I'm telling you, let's redeem social media. I will read and agree with these belonging, healing for my daughter or getting my fit back. Oh girl. Yes. Come on. You are fit already. I just want to say that right now and I'm going to get there, but it's the, it's the, okay, if I just get there, right? Like, cause I feel that about my kids. I, if I just, if, if we just knew we can get my son to this college and we get, and he picks this major, like I've got a whole architect for his life that would make me very happy. And I would have to have no worry of unbelief, but it, I have to have faith. I have to have faith that I've raised him in the way he should go. Amen, right? Start young, mama. Start young. Don't breed fear into your children. Breed love. Breed belonging. Breed a divine destiny over their life. You just speak it over them. You don't even have to know it, but you claim it because that is in line. That's why Jesus says, ask anything you want. And if it's according to my will, it will be done. Well, you can pretty much be sure the will of God is a divine destiny for every child that no child would, would um, there will be suffering but none of them would be destroyed or killed or stolen from, okay? So we can say those things. So I have this period of unbelief because why? Why? What I see of what I see. I, I see I see him not being very grateful or I see him not being um, 
uh, wise to the ways of the world. I see him saying or doing things that make me question, right? Thank God that how my heart towards my son or my daughter, thank God that's not God's heart towards me. Can we, can I get an amen there? Thank God that he, <laughs> this is why moms and dads and, and mature people that are older in faith, you're not done growing up and getting young. You know, maturing in Christ means I keep coming to God the Father, who's the Father of lights, who gives me gifts all the time and knows my story and knows why I have unbelief. And he comforts me and he convicts me and he encourages me and fathers me or mothers me or gets me back to like, hey, I got this. You get to love your kid and you get to give them feedback. But first, relationship, always relationship. So what causes me to have unbelief is what I see or what I hear. What Really more of the, the manifestation of the physical world, right? I heard that. They said that. Uh, they wrote that. They made that choice. And there was that consequence, you know, an A plus B equals C. We measure things and then we make a decision and it'll either stack up on the side of faith or it stacks up on the side of unbelief. We can't, we got to tear that down. Everything I'm preaching now. Everything stacks up on the side of faith. Everything. Romans 8, 28, all things, all things are on the table of good. All the chips on the table push to good. Every time. And if it's not good, we're not there yet. <laughs> I'm still breathing. I'm still declaring. I'm still waiting. Let me keep myself with a sound mind and self-control that I cannot put faith in what I see. The second thing that causes us unbelief is that we're unsatisfied. So unbelief comes because I see things, I'm hearing things, and, and an unsatisfaction really comes more from a deeper soul place. Unsatisfied means I feel scared about who do I belong to, what if, uh, that's a scary situation, because satisfaction, where, think of satisfaction as when you eat and you're satisfied, not stuffed, not gorged, where that, it doesn't feel good, or not still hungry or wanting. It's just right. You go, this is contentment. Ah, that was a great meal. It tasted good. I didn't overeat. I didn't, I didn't, I did not get my fill. I'm satisfied. And that is a marker of the kingdom. There's satisfaction. There's a gratify. I'm, I'm completely content here. That is connected to wellness. Because when we're not satisfied, we constantly strive to push forward and get what, what the thing we want, or we collapse and fold in unbelief. Again, back to it's too much. It'll never happen. I'm not skilled enough. I'm not enough. I don't have the belonging. I don't have the pedigree. Whatever it is, I'm unsatisfied. When we are called to Christ, we are both full of faith and complete in gratitude. The gratitude begins to fill us and it's the joy of the Lord that strengthens us. And we go, I don't have to see it, touch, taste, or feel it to know that you're good, God. And then as I meditate on the goodness of God, all of a sudden I'm aware of a taste, touch, see, and feel of something greater that is a kingdom that is more than the one of this earth. C.S. Lewis says, you don't have a soul you are a soul, you have a body, you are a soul. Souls, the thing when you die and earth to earth, dust to dust, the body goes, but the soul lives on. The soul, the essence of who the person is, 
if you are believing that there is an afterlife, the soul goes. And when one day when Jesus comes back and it's all, everything gets redeemed, new bodies, new earth, new heaven, everything. So the body, I love that the body is part of it too. The body is part of it in all full redemption story. The body gets, you're going to have a redeemed body, renewed body, but that soul is the most gravity thing that we have. And we want to have satisfaction of soul. So let me give you four things to increase your faith, to super glue your faith. You ready? First thing, faith. You have to have faith in the unseen. You live more aware of the unseen world than the seen world. Can I get an amen? Please. This is hard for us because we're scrolling all day long and images and images and images when there's no social media account for Jesus. <laughs> for like the Jesus. There's a lot of social media accounts out there, but you know, they're all, even Revelation Wellness, we're all just a shadow of trying to show you the, the kingdom. But guess what? You have to read about it. You've got to seek for God in those pages and that kingdom becomes real in you. There's a reason why that Bible is still standing today. Most book, this book, this book, fifth edition print. His book, Endless, printed, printed, because the word is true. It is salve and it is a double-edged sword. It cuts through bone and marrow. It's like a surgeon. It will heal you. It will, it will strengthen you. It will cause you to calm down and get quiet. It will foster an awareness of the kingdom. You know, Jesus coming on earth was just making the kingdom seen. That's all he did. He came to make flesh the kingdom. Here's what my father's like. Here's what we do in the kingdom. Here's what we say in the kingdom. Here's how we pray in the kingdom. And then he gives us a lot of liberty too. Don't hear me. We don't, there's the spoken word, what Jesus recorded word, logos word. And then there's the rhema word. He goes, the Holy Spirit will always be talking to you. He'll always lead you into truth. In 60 AD for Paul or in 2019 for us. Holy Spirit's still talking. He's still keeping it about the kingdom because the kingdom is coming on earth as it is in heaven. So you have to be so much more aware of the unseen all the time. Now, own the fact that your first response is usually always based on what you see. Amen? Come on, that's what I do. That's always my first response is not, I totally see Jesus here. No, I, I feel it. It hits my amygdala brain. My, my brain of my youth where I have story and I have protect mode and I have this thing, a default mode, I have to be aware of that. But God is always about, yep, I felt that too. Okay, let's come higher to an unseen world. What am I saying about this, Elisa? What does the kingdom see? How does the kingdom around you right now? Jesus says that a lot, that the kingdom is near. It's at hand. It's right here. And it is. So now I go into QPJ. I want to introduce you all to QPJ. You ready? It's quantum physics Jesus. I know I've talked about this a few times. Let's talk about it again. And if you know it, you should be, you should be hearing it so much from me that you're now teaching it to your kids because my kids are right now in situations where they're like quantum physics Jesus. It's literally keeping their mind on a reality that isn't seen and it's stabilizing them to think bigger. It's giving them reason to go, I think it's going to be okay. Okay, ready? 
Newtonian physics is everything that you can study right now. There's the, the law of science would say that uh, gravity can be proven. If I stand on a scale, there's a reason that the number comes up. It's the pull of gravity, force, acceleration, mass, law of um, all the things that we can measure is called Newtonian physics. So uh, centripetal forces, um, things that we can measure and see. It's really cool. It's a great science. But in the early 20th century, 21st century, quantum physics started to show up. And quantum physics was breaking down the seen world, the things we could measure, things we could put under a microscope and see, and they started going into the unseen world. By the way, we can do this. Look it up, quantum physics. It's when we split the atom. We were able to split the atom, which is the smallest part of me right now, making it possible for me to talk to this microphone and for you to hear the sound waves. Your body needs atoms and energy and cells and all the, for all the things to work inside of you. Sometimes I think we just think so small. We just look at our bodies and go, well, that's a nice body. We have no idea about the crazy things that are happening inside of us. The energy exchange, the blood, you know, movement, the breath, everything that's happening all the way to the unseen part of you. There is an unseen, seen part of you. So in quantum physics, it's this space in me that is like waves and particles. It's energy. Now we're talking about energy. I can't touch energy. I just know it's there and it can be measured. Now here's what happens when you start to get into the world of what is unseen, you start affecting the reality. The observer, this is just a key takeaway, know this and believe this. The observer in the unseen world of quantum physics, unlike the Newtonian world where I can see things, I see things, it doesn't change anything, I see it. I see that car just smashed into that semi-truck I see the devastation, I can measure the accelerate, I can see the skid marks and, and measure about how fast they were going. That's all seen and that's good truth, that's good to know. But there's a truth that is unseen and in the unseen world, the observer changes the reality. I know it gets a little crazy. The observer affects reality. So a wave, if they're viewing waves, all of a sudden their eyes open, the observer tries to observe it, it changes back to a particle. If it's a particle of energy, the observer views it, it changes to a wave. It's like the, it, the unseen world doesn't like to be observed unless you participate. I know. Don't write me about, uh, this, is, this is, here's the thing. And it's the study, quantum physics is supposed to freak you out. Isn't this, this is why the church probably does, I hope the church wants to hear more of this, but the church is like, oh, that's just weird. Let's just stay on what we can read and understand instead of, no, there's a whole realm we don't understand that is faith. This is why Jesus could walk on water because did you know in quantum physics world, it's possible to stand on water. In the quantum physics world, in the unseen world, there are no problems. There's no problems. They say it's only possibilities and probabilities because the observer can change and affect reality. Now, of course, he's God and he's Jesus. So he is quantum physics Jesus. He is the one who created the science of that and he has such belief in it because it's who he is. He can stand on water. He can walk through walls. He can tell the storm to stop. He can move mountains. He can resurrect from the dead. quantum physics Jesus. 
This is a true reality. Study it. Let it blow your mind. Because if your faith doesn't blow your mind, you don't really have a faith. You don't have the kind of faith where Jesus says, greater things than me you will do. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Heal sick. And I believe it. I believe it's still possible, one, because I've seen it. But as I believe it, I become an observer in that reality and I start participating in that reality. That's all God is looking for, are participants. Be a participant in this reality. And now I will finally just close with this true, true statement. This is a, this is a true testimony story. His name is, I don't, can't remember the first name, but Despazo. You can look him up. He's a doctor, doctor something, Despazo. Joe, Dis, is it Dispenzo or Despazo? I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll put it, if I... Do you guys want me to make this a podcast? I'll put it in the show notes. I think it's Dispenzo. Um, he was in a bike accident. This is, by the way, I just want to say this, not a believer. Not that I'm aware of, maybe, but not a believer. A, a scientist, a doctor, medicine. And he gets in a car, in a car accident, and a bike accident, hit by a bike, told that he broke his back in seven places, and he will never walk again. He needed a surgery that would fuse his spine completely. He would be in a wheelchair. You would still live, but you will have no life in terms of walking, biking, or any of that. And he refused to believe that because for whatever reason, I don't know the full, we probably should go find out more about his story because I believe testimony, you can't mess with someone's testimony. If I, someone tells me that's their story, I gotta listen. When someone's just telling me their theory or idea, okay. But when they have proof, like I have proof of a marriage that was redeemed by the Lord. I have proof that it was headed for divorce. And now I have a testimony of how God saved it. So his back was broken in all these places. So he decided as he was laying, he must have already been thinking about the power of thought. We know this. We know when it comes to cancer or any deadly disease or chronic disease that gratitude in your mind can play a really powerful force of healing. So in his bed every day, he would rebuild his spine with his mind. He had nothing else to do. He's laying in a medical bed. He's trying to say, I am not going to have surgery. I'm going to heal. I'm going to heal. I know the power of the mind and the body. I know that the body wants to reset itself. And so he just would think every day watching him rebuild his spine. And the minute that he would have the picture of wheelchair or fear or get afraid, he would start all the way back over again. And he said he would spend up to three, six hours a day just rebuilding his spine, rebuilding it, rebuilding it. And he said it was messy at first. It was all over the board. He would get fearful. But then he had nothing else to do every day, rebuilding his spine with his mind, rebuilding his spine. About six weeks, he said something clicked for him and he began to feel some mobility in his fingers and something was changing in his body. He was getting, something was happening. He didn't know what. Eventually gets his MRI scanned. His spine is completely rebuilt walking around, and again, he has, all I know, that's a testimony. There are people that were the witnesses to the accident and witnesses to the, um, what's the, uh, the diagnosis, and then he is now walking around completely healed his back. Now, I say that, 
One, I just think it's amazing. And whether he's a believer or not, praise God. Like, I'm glad. But that is the power of faith. Now, we we have faith on a super crazy natural level because our faith is in a healer, a redeemer, a one who put that law into motion. That if you can think in line with faith, if you can believe, you don't entertain any doubt, you don't entertain shame, you don't entertain fear, because the minute it comes, it steals. Okay, rebuild, 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 and build upon the faith. The observer in the unseen world can create the reality, and we stand in accordance with Mark eleven twenty four. It's why Jesus says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Therefore, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you've already received it. Believe, pray as if it's already done. So faith is a powerful thing. This is why God says just a mustard seed of it. Without doubt, it has to be pure, a pure substance. He, all he needs is a little bit, just a little bit. It's got to be pure though, because faith is pure. It's not maybe kind of, sort of, well, I don't know. I heard them say that. Well, it's not throwing a wish in a wishing well or throwing a coin in a wishing well. It's not, well, maybe give or take. No, it's like, mm. that's why when you read the word of God, when you renew your mind and you get in touch with the unseen world of the kingdom, you now have this, this atom bomb of faith that you are now accessing and you can go and plant that seed somewhere in your day, whether it's in your the prayers for your children or the prayer for your relationships, the prayer for your finances. And we have to back that up, right? I want to say this Joe Dispenza, he had to back up the healing process. He didn't just get out of the bed and walk. He had to actually go through rehabilitation. He had to partner with his mind to go, I will walk again. I will walk again. It's it's crazy stuff. I, I know I, I, I walk on, on dangerous territory sometimes because I'm not here. This is not blab it and grab it, you know, like you, you've got to do the work. You've got to do the work to purify your heart and your mind to say, God, I believe that you're good and you're doing this. So I end it with gratitude. You guys, you've got to have a practice of gratitude. You want to keep that faith strong. You want to secure your mustard seed, guard it with lots of gratitude. And then peace will guard your heart. This is why Paul can say in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, in in prayer, with thanksgiving, make your requests known and the peace of God will guard your heart. Your peace, that peace will guard your faith. That peace will take care of you. With thanksgiving, make your requests known. So when Jesus says, ask uh, whatever you believe, or therefore I tell you whatever you ask in prayer, believe you've received it and it will be yours. Believe you have received it. If you had something today, if you were living today believing you've already received something, what would you say a lot? Thank you. You would say thank you a lot. You would say thank you. Thank you for this tension with my son. Thank you for this tension with my husband, God. Thank you. I know it's absurd, isn't it? But that's also a powerful prayer. It's a pr- it. The enemy cannot get in between faith and gratitude. He can't. If you have faith and then you seal it with gratitude because you're being thankful for this thing, whatever it is, because you know the seed of faith is going to bust through. 
You believe it with your mind because you're participating with the unseen world. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18 says, do not put, don't put faith in what you see, but what is unseen. The unseen is eternal, but what you see is temporary. So that car accident, your empty bank account, your job that you lost. Okay, true, but temporary. You put faith in what is unseen. God's word tells me he has promises. He gave me a hope and a future. I have a sound mind. I have self-control. I can say no to this and know that God will take my, my no. That tension of when we resist the thing that says, come here, come over here and doubt. Come over here and check out this over here. When we leave faith like that to entertain other ideas or suspects or thoughts of other people or ideologies, our faith squishes. We are we begin to change our reality into, oh, it's back only to what I see. I'm investing in only what is seen. The kingdom is all about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's trying to pull the unseen down into the seen world. And this makes us well. Okay. It's a long teaching. Um, it's a powerful teaching. There's a book called Quantum Faith. You can read that. The, just learn about quantum physics. There's a great uh, message on YouTube about quantum faith and prayer. Look into that. Start like getting your mind blown. You guys are little scientists. You really are. Science and faith. That's another thing. Put those two together and the enemy can't mess with it. When science is proving our faith, you know, we're, we're never going to understand everything, but that's the study of science is they're trying to ask questions and solve problems. I think Jesus goes, yeah, let's go ahead. Come on, let's keep looking because the further we keep looking, we find faith. We find this weird world going on and then everyone backtracks and is like, oh, no, no, no. Let's just keep it about what we can define and measure and control. That's not. The kingdom is about so much more than what we can define, measure, and control. And it requires us to stay pure in heart and mind about what is, what is the kingdom about? What is the kingdom doing? I want to do that. So gratitude, you guys. Up your gratitude game. Up it, up it, up it. I want to challenge you today. How many times can you say thank you for something? Hey, take your phone and set a little gratitude reminder three times a day. Some people do a gratitude journal at the end of the day. I say have a gratitude intention for the day. Today I'm going to be grateful for. Today I'm excited to whatever. This is I'm going to have a uh, thank you God for this that's coming today. Like you're planning, you're, you're being more intentional with your gratitude, not reacting reacting with gratitude. But that's why praying is saying thank you for something that's about to come. So saying thank you means I'm already have it. We're just not in it yet, but I'm already living as if I have it now. So have a practice of gratitude. You got to practice gratitude. You won't, it's not going to come natural. Can I get an amen? I mean, it's polite. So please be a polite person. Somebody opens the door, say thank you. Someone rings up your groceries, say thank you. Do that, but have an actual like exchange with a person. I see you and I'm so grateful that you are ringing up my groceries. I'm so grateful that you washed my car. I'm grateful. Practice gratitude. It will seal this observing an unseen world and participating with it. It really will. And the enemy can't mess with a grateful heart. You cannot be grumpy and grateful at the same time. You have to choose life, death, grumpy, grateful. Which one? Choose. And the unseen world is, I swear, like we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses going, choose 
This one, because they're waiting to partner with us. Choose the one of unseen. Choose faith. Choose gratitude. Employ all of Angel Army. Employ us all. We're hanging around. We're bored. We need more faith. We need more gratitude. And we'll get to work. We have to be patient and wait. So have a practice of gratitude. I saw um, American Idol. Uh, yes, my kids, we still watch it. Every year I'm like, I'm not watching it anymore. And then some great singer comes on. You're like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're so anointed for this. And there was one gentleman, I don't know his name. You all probably don't know who I'm talking about. He was like a musical savant, right? He was insane. <laughs> like Katy Perry and who Lionel Richie and who's the other one? Blake, is it Blake Shelton? Yeah, they're the judges. And this sweet man, he's a dishwasher in Santa Barbara. That looks nothing special. It's kind of like where they say Jesus, he, nothing about him was, you know, he's kind of unassuming, very ordinary. He wasn't like pop, glam, good looking, just this kind of scrubby kind of guy comes in, sings a song and everyone's like dead faced, jaw on the ground, like all these amazing world touring artists, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry and Blake Shelton, not Blake Shelton, who was the third one? Someone will tell me. Anyways, they were speechless. He was so good. And then he's there like, do you play the piano too? And he's like, yeah. And he's super shy and humble. And he goes over and he plays the piano. And it's just like, I mean, I, my husband, my son and I are watching it. And we're just like, you know, when you just go, wow, that that's an anointing and a glory of God, like only God. And he said to us, Luke, Luke Brian, thank you. Luke Brian, you guys are awesome. Um, and so they're all just stunned. And really at that point, it, he made them look amateur. Like these Lionel Richie, yeah, you're pretty good. You're great. We're really enjoyed all night long. Great, good stuff. This guy was like from another world, an unseen world. You're like, I've never seen that before. And they asked him, um, do you know that you're special? Do you know you're special? And he said, do you know that you're, you're special than any of these other people? And he said, I love his reply. He's like, I don't think I'm special than anyone. I just think I, I practice really hard. I love that he said that. Isn't that an amazing message? He said, I just, I really I practice really hard. The way that at the savant level of him playing music is like exactly the invitation of how God says you can walk in this kind of faith. You just need to practice. You need to practice thinking about what you're thinking about. What are you saying? Practice sealing this prayer, this relationship with me today, Elisa, with gratitude. Practice your gratitude. Practice your faith. Super glue it. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. I feel like I, I bring my um, teachings to a, a um, Forrest Gump ending. And that's all I have to say about that. Do you guys have any questions? <laughs> any questions on any of that? Quantum, on QPJ, um, Quantum Physics Jesus, he's already on the other side. He's already on the other side of this thing. He is not like anxious in the middle of the storm. How are we going to get there? The kingdom is not in trouble. Neither am I. Continue to partner with that unseen reality. All right, I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for Facebook Live. Thank you for this page, for eight years of this page, and for Facebook, and for those that follow and, and want to be following you. Thank you for that, God. And we pray for increased faith on the earth, 
as it is in heaven and start with us. So each person listening, Lord, um, just that they would turn their palms up and say, bring it, God. More awareness of the unseen, of love that is patient and kind and it bears and it endures and it hopes that anything that we, we can't have hope for, God, is something that the kingdom cannot work with, Lord. So I pray for increased faith. I pray for increased words that are in accordance with what the kingdom is doing, God. Give us words, thoughts, feelings, and choices that are increasing faith on the earth. A patience in us, Lord. Increase our patience for the unseen to be made seen. Help each person, Lord. You know how much we can bear, how much we can bear, the temptation that comes, Lord. I pray it would be an increasing every day, God, that your glory would manifest itself through that tension, Lord, that we would be people who know how to partner with goodness and kindness and a truth that keeps us and others free, Lord. I pray for healing in Jesus' name, that bodies and minds, Lord, if the world can do this without you, what we couldn't do with you, Lord, anything is possible. I pray for autoimmune disorders and chronic disease, sickness without um, a cure in Jesus' name. Minds be renewed, God, that there would be just an understanding of your love that eradicates fear, that destroys our stress hormones and destroys, God, the body in a way that you never intended it to be, but we do suffer here on earth. Thank you that you're acquainted with all our hurts and sufferings, God and that you can make all things new. So we say bodies heal in Jesus' name. Pain diminish, eradicate in Jesus' name and start with our hearts and our minds, Lord. Heal all the hurts and meet all these needs, God. Thank you that you do. And I pray for people to connect with real people and come forward for real life and real healing, God. We thank you for this increased faith time on the earth. Use this ministry as you wish. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. You're so, I've learned that I will never solve a physical problem without a spiritual solution.